You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In my world, my dad used to say to me, Ryan, if you're going to say something to somebody, you better be prepared to get punched in the fucking face. <laughs> So something your dad would say. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. I heard you talking to Jake. Back to school. About you. Back to school. Are you just to show my you. daddy <laughs> I'm not a fool? That would never happen if I was at school. Yeah, that's true. It's not true. Oh, the fuck it is. It makes isn't. you sound like such a pompous, like conceited asshole. And I know you're not. Gaslighter. Like, it's not. I'm not being a gaslighter. But when you're like, just, you know, that would never happen. If it would I never was happen. You don't control everyone. I didn't say I control everyone. It just those guys... Those guys wouldn't be those guys All of those in that situation. guys weren't your friends, too. Some of them were not your friends. And they would give two fucks what Ryan Ostafi says they that they can invited. do or not. <laughs> to invite it to what? To the party. Okay. Anyways, I disagree with that. I we think, had this conversation on this I pod, think so we're not you, carrying it no. into this one. You have a certain way and, and you respect, you demand respect from your the people around you and you do not let other people bully other people. I can... I can wholeheartedly agree with that. And that's the one thing I love about you. Thank You've never you. been a bully. Nope. Well, but. No, it's not true. You can't. <laughs> you can't assume that just because you're there, other people aren't going to be assholes. Like, it's just unfortunately not the case. Okay. It's back to school. It is back the to kids. school. Yes. And I think every parent. Welcome you, back. You don't understand that that old school Staples commercial. I think it was Staples. Yeah. It's, it's the, the most, most. Yeah. You don't understand that until you are a parent. And I love, I love the kids. Oh, I love the summer, but damn, did they need some structure? It's, um, it's a double-edged sword though. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. It is. Symphony. Uh, the Verve. Great song. 
Um, one of my favorite songs of all time, actually. It is bittersweet. And I was saying this to Cooper the other day because he was, you know, worried, concerned about going back to school. And I said, well, why do you not want to go back to school? He said, because I just want to stay home with you guys. Yeah. And he, and he misses, messes up the words annoy and ignore. And so he's like, mom, I swear if I'm home, I won't ignore you. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he also, oh my, he also doesn't talk like a two-year-old. Yes, he does. He has a is little bit your, of a baby is, voice. Is that, your, he does. is that your Cooper impersonation? Yeah. He's like, mom, I swear God, I won't annoy you. Yeah. That's not what I said. I feel like it was pretty good. I, is this just like a shit on Britney day? Like what is happening? I'm done with this podcast. I'm leaving. It's the happy individual podcast. Well, welcome to the show. I'm your host, single. Single host, not like single as a roommate. <laughs> Sign the papers. Yeah. yeah. Divorce. Let me see your papers. Yes, um, they are. Okay. So anyways. A back part. It is back to school. The kids were excited. Um, Cooper was excited. He was nervous. Riley. God. Are we going to get into this with Riley? Like what happened? Well, it's in our notes to talk about. So it is. But are we going to yes. go right into that? No, yeah. I just meant like right now. Is that where we're yeah. going towards? Okay. Well, let's go into it. So <sighs> Riley is nine. And we are already dealing with the bullshit that comes with girls. Like, there's just so much drama already. Who runs the world? Girls. Who runs the world? That's the worst impression of that song I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> Impressions are not your thing today. <laughs> okay, anyways. So she says to us, she says, Mom. One of my good friends told me that my other friend said some mean things about me. And we were like, okay, what did she say that this person said? And she said, she said that I, that this girl called me fat and ugly. And at first I was like taking my hoops off. Like we ride at dawn today. I am nine. So it was hard to hear. And then we we say, okay, like we are very lucky. We talk to our kids like adults because we do have these conversations all the time. And we have the privilege to talk to a lot of therapists and psychologists, um, with children and And Jake and Jake. Yeah. And, uh, and we, I said to her, okay, Riley, like, and, and here's the thing. I heard her on FaceTime with her friend and her friend said, Cause Riley's like, well, what, what did she say again? She kept trying to get like, what did she say? What did she say specifically? And her friend was like, I, I don't really remember. Like, I don't know. I'm like, well, red flag. Number one, if your friend doesn't remember the exact words, now the issue becomes like, where, how true is this? Is it skewed? Did it play the telephone game? And then she had told you that she said that she was a big fat liar which could have been where the word fat came from. Anyways, there's so much that happens through the grapevine. And we're just like, how are we dealing with this already? And so Ryan and I had a conversation with her and we were trying to be very, we want you to stand up for yourself. I want, cause I was very proud of her. She's like, I want to address this right away. I want to talk to her. Cause I want to make sure that I'm not just like, like festering. And uh, I'm like, okay, so Ryan and I are like, let's maybe not do that the first day of school. Like, welcome first, back. First, yeah, Fuck you. <laughs> heard you're talking shit yeah so <laughs> she we ryan made such a good where's point. your typewriter now bitch he said uh you need to go and approach her in in discovery not in an accusatory manner so instead of going up to her and being like let's just name her gabby because that's i don't want to reveal the real names and we're just like instead of saying hey gabby i heard you were talking smack 
right? Like, no, you need to go up and be like, hey, Gabby, um, somebody had told something to me and um, it kind of hurts my feelings, but I care enough about our friendship to have a discussion with you. Um, and, and you're in discovery. You're not you're not in an accusing conversation. And she just wanted she wanted to be mad. She wanted to be angry and it was frustrating. And we also wanted to be like, can you not do that on the first day of school? Because what happens if it wasn't true? And then this poor Gabby is super excited and Gabby adores Riley. And so we were like, I don't, I just don't think it's true. And we didn't want to gaslight her and tell her that her feelings were not real. And so we needed to honor those and kind of guide her into a place that was a little bit more productive. It just was so shitty. Like she's nine. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't handle it as smoothly as we could have handled it. I think we did pretty well. I thought we did great. She did run out of the room crying and slammed her door. We did great. I thought it was good. I thought it was smooth. (laughs) Um, We didn't handle it properly. And I'll tell you, we've learned this through marriage, meet people at their emotions. Right. And we did not meet her at her emotions. We didn't validate her emotions. She never felt completely heard. And like we went whiny. right into fix. Because she got like whiny. And then both of us, when she just gets like that and she gets like Don't talking like a baby, we're not, like, mm, can you not? Not going to do it. And I'm not going to even do the fake whiny Riley voice because I can't do that. Yeah. I don't want to be called down on it. Mm. Bad impersonation. Um, but I did come back to her and I had a wonderful conversation with her. And I said to her, you know, Riley, there's a couple of things here that you need to understand. In life, you will be given opportunities where something is said to you and you don't have all the facts. Mm -hmm. When you are in a situation where you don't have all of the facts, you need to discover. This is why in court they have a process called discovery Mm -hmm. where all of the facts are presented so that both sides understand is that what it's called discovery discovery before court is like you haven't submitted this in evidence so it's inadmissible in court is that what they're referring uh, to yes so they go into discovery (laughs) and and during discovery they find out how strong each person's case is and then they decide whether or not both parties decide whether or not they want to go to court and and battle each other Mm -hmm. most times in discovery it's discovered that the one person's case is not as strong as they thought and they settle. Yeah. So in this situation, I said to O'Reilly, you have the opportunity and you will have many opportunities where you have maybe 90% of it. Mm -hmm. And I said, let's say for instance, Gabby did say this. Mm -hmm. Let's say for instance, Gabby was talking smack about you. But what if she wasn't? Yeah. And now Gabby's hurt. So you can come to it and you can say, okay, this person said this and this person said this and this person said this. Well, That may be true, but it also may be taken out of context. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk to Gabby, Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to allow her to present her case. Mm -hmm. Let her know what she said and how she said it. And and Riley was so brilliant. She said to me, yeah, but dad, when you were my age, if someone came to you and said, were you talking behind my back, would you say yes? And I said, well, yeah, I would say yes. And she's like, well... Most people would say no. Mm-hmm. And I said, true. And she's like, so how would I know if she's telling the truth or not? Mm-hmm. And I said, rather that the truth is you won't know if she's telling the truth or not. But what you can guarantee is now that you've called her out on it and she gave her the opportunity, you know. she ain't going to talk shit about you because it's going to come back. That's what I said to her too. And it'll reveal that who she was talking shit to has loyalties to Riley. So right. it's not going to happen again. Either way, it's a but, win-win. But here's the thing. And here's what bothers me. And I hate to say this. I'm not trying to label. This stuff doesn't necessarily happen to the same level with men that it does with women. I agree. 
And it's certainly, I'm sure it's happening more now today than it did before. And Jake and I were talking about this. Now, Jake and I are 10 years apart. So we lived in different worlds. In my world, my dad used to say to me, Ryan, if you're going to say something to somebody, you better be prepared to get punched in the fucking face. <laughs> so something your dad would say. Right? You better be prepared for it. So you yeah. better be right. Yeah. Because if you're wrong, you're going to get punched out. Basically, you're going to look like an idiot. You're going to put your friendship in jeopardy if it's not true, because now this person is hurt. And I said that to Riley. I said, honey, unfortunately, like this doesn't end. I no. gave her two scenarios that happened to me this year. And I said, somebody said that I said something, which I did not say. And it was it was skewed in a way. And I approached both of these people, so told my piece, was calm, empathetic. And one of the relationships is still great and everything is fine. But it did hurt me. The other one is not. The other one is not. And I, and I, she's like, well, why don't you talk to her anymore? And I said, listen, like I, I told her who I am. I said, that's, that's not who I am. I would never say those things. If you choose to believe somebody else, that's on you. Like that's, that's not who I am. And I said, I don't need people like that in my life. If they want to paint a picture of me, that isn't me. That's that that's their loss. Yeah. And these are, these are tough times because Riley's now at the age and we, we had interviewed someone uh, about a year ago and they had said to us that um, I can't remember what her name is driving me nuts. She had said that, uh, girls mm -hmm. by the age of eight, mm -hmm. stop being their authentic self and start being society? what society deems them to be. And this is where it happens. It's not necessarily society. Those are like the Kardashians and what they see on TV. No, it's it's what happens in their inner circle. Yeah. They learn to adapt and mm -hmm. they learn to survive. And to do so, they, they give up their, their self-expression and their innocence. But I said to Riley, I'm like, this is the hardest thing for me to tell you because this is what's going to happen for the rest of your life. You are going to be surrounded by friends, mm -hmm. but majority of those people are not friends. They are friendly mm -hmm. and they are, they serve a purpose in that moment. She's like, well, how will I know when my friend is my friend? I said, you will only know when your friend is your friend, when they get the opportunity to not be your friend. And if they choose not to be your friend in that opportunity, their loyalties are not what you think they are. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a sad reality. So you have to treat your friends like they're your friends. Right. You have to be loyal. You have to have integrity. You have to have moral uprightness mm -hmm. until they don't. Right. And when they don't, it's not that they're not your friends anymore. You, you can continue you to be friendly with them. Trust. You just now know that's someone who doesn't have my back and that's okay. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. 
And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. You're not going to have a lot of people that have your back. And more just like, I think that's a little bit of an arbitrary thing for her and like having your back. Like, it's just a matter of Riley, like who you tell and who you vent to, that might change, right? Like you might say, I'm having a bad day and this person was really mean to me. And you now know that your words might be taken out of context. And so that person's not somebody you want to vent to. You can vent to mommy and daddy. We'll always have your back. Yeah. And that's the best part about it. And that's why I said to her, I'm like, Riley, do you know who your mom's best friend is? She's like, and she said, yeah, Auntie K. And I'm like, no, your mom's best friend is not Auntie K. Your mom's best friend is me. Do you want to know why your mom's best friend is me? And she said, yeah. I said, because your mom knows no matter what, I've got her back. Mm -hmm. Your mom never has to question me. She never has to question what's going to happen. She knows if there's an opportunity for me to defend you, I'm going to defend you. And I'm not suggesting that DK yeah, wouldn't. She would also do all of those things. I'm just but saying those people are, you, people are rare. Your mom knows that in any situation, I'm there for her and I will be there for her. That is why I'm her best friend. Mm-hmm. And I said, and Riley, in life, you'd be lucky, 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 lucky to have more than one of those people in your lives. Because mm-hmm. most people aren't. They're just not going to be that person. And that's okay. They don't need to be that person. But the cool thing about having a very small circle of those people is if you do say something and it does get back to someone, you know who you told. A hundred percent. It's like, hmm, that's interesting. How interesting. do you have how do you have access to that information? I only told that person. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about because Sex we're on the, the topic of school. school. I know we've we've briefly talked about our happenings when we were in school, but I think it might be fun to like talk about like memorable things that happened in school, whether it was elementary or high school, something bad, if you're bullied, like, I think that might be fun to do. Let's do it. All right. Do you have a specific moment? What, in- was, there, what was there? Let me ask you this question, because school was not fun for me. Mm. Well, school was really fun for me, but the educational system was not like, <laughs> I'm not team school. Let's yeah. just be very, okay. very clear. I was not the book smart guy, mm. right? So I've got some positive things because school was great. I was athletic and I enjoyed my friends and had a lot of them. So I thoroughly enjoyed school, but the system itself, not so much. What was, what's the, what's the funniest thing you ever did in school? Like, what's the one moment that you say that was the funniest thing that ever happened in school? Um, 
Okay. So I would say at, at GCI, my high school, we had something called um, the fashion show, which was a mix of basically dance numbers and fashion. And we would go to the mall, the Cambridge center and stores would sponsor each of the um, choreographed dances. Okay. So like everybody wanted to be in the fashion show, you auditioned for it. And then there were um, choreographies you would meet like three times a week, you would go over the routine. And then on the night of the fashion show, you wore these clothes and you did these numbers and you also like walked down um, the aisle and it was like a dance slash fashion show. It was huge. So I remember, I think I was in grade 10. I didn't make it in grade nine because the, um, the girls who were running it thought I was a slut. So they didn't, they didn't uh, put me in it. No, That's a whole other story. No sluts allowed. Uh, no, they were really mean to me. Oh, uh, well, Samantha's here. We said sluts. Anyway, There's two of them. We were only allowed one. I, uh, I was in grade 10 and I remember because the heater boys were still there and I, I, we were doing the song, um, I will survive. Like at first I was afraid that one. Yeah. And Joe let me have the girl who was running the choreography of this one. Cause she ran it that year. She let me have like a small little solo at the beginning and no one really saw it. And so she just let me do like whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And I think that people thought that I was maybe this like slutty blonde bimbo who didn't have a personality. And so then I got to come out and be like a total idiot. Like I came out in this really pretty black dress and then just acted a fool. Like I didn't know how to dance. Well, I did, but I did it on purpose. And the whole audience was laughing and I made a fool of myself, but I was like, I really don't care. So that was probably it for me. That was your moment. It was. Everybody was laughing. I didn't care that there were older boys in the audience and they probably thought something of me. And I was, it was kind of just my That's opportunity when you took to be your, like, you took, took back, back your my pair. power. Yeah. yeah took, my back, what? Your pair. My pair. <laughs> took back your pair. Took back your pair. Like you think I'm something, but I'm actually really funny motherfucker. Yeah. So. From eight, fr- from eight to 16. I just, I just molded with society, but now, now that I'm was me. My time. Now it's me. Yeah. That's like probably mine. dance. Fuck you. <laughs> what about you? What? <laughs> Same question. Do you have a moment where you were like, I was just so funny. No, that, that, that was not the fun. Like, yeah, that's what I thought my question was, but your answer wasn't funny. It, so no, it was what like, it was uplifting. That was an, that was an, Im, that was a empowering moment in your life. Yeah, I said but, the funniest thing. Yes, but that funniest was thing funny. I ever, funniest thing I think I ever did. Cause it's a memory that still serves me to this day. <laughs> You're so mean. No, I'm just saying I, I loved your answer. I thought it was wonderful. Congratulations. Way to take it back. Um, we had a buddy Curtis and we used to always kind of like, you know, razz each other, whatever. Curtis was taking a piss in uh, one of the urinals and my buddy Jason and I grabbed him and pulled him back. Just a quick little pullback. (laughs) And he pissed all over himself. Like I'm talking pissed all over himself. He went from total control to no control. And it was just kind of going all over the place. And I cried. I laughed so hard because we had, we still had, that was first recess. We still had to lunch before he could go home. And our whole class smelt so bad, like urine, because Curtis literally pissed himself from his knees You're to his so chest. You're so mean. You you talk about not allowing people to bully people, and that this is was, such a bullying moment. But but we did it to each other. It's not like did you get it, pissed on yourself? It's not, it's not like it's not like Curtis was. It's like it's not like Curtis was beneath us, and we did this to Curtis. I because bet you Curtis still thinks about it. <laughs> Curtis was one of the boys. We Curtis do stupid because he do wanted he wanted to be cool. For no, you guys. Curtis Curtis was like an Olympic swimmer. Like he was cool. 
we just happened to pull him back and he pissed all over himself. I thought that was hilarious. I don't think it was very funny. I still think it's funny. In fact, every time I see someone I know that's taking a piss when I walk into a bar, the first thing I think is, I could pull that motherfucker back and he could piss all over himself. I know exactly what's going to happen if I do that. I'm a 39-year-old man and I still want to pull people back. That is so weird. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Yeah, that, was my, that, was, uh, that was one of my favorite, favorite ones. Did you have a favorite teacher? Um. Yeah, I really like Mr. Dick. <laughs> I know. That's his uh, name, though. I did. I really liked him. Tell me more about that. No, he was just Mr. He, Dick. He was honestly just like such a you respected him, not because he was an asshole. Like, you know how you just immediately have respect for some teachers who have a reputation of just being like super strict and like assholes. They just demand it. Dickie was like just that's just what we called him. OK, Dickie, Dickie. He, you had a nickname for your yes, teacher, everyone, Mr. Dick. Everybody called him Dickie. <laughs> it's not weird. Hey, what's he was up, such a Dickie? Nice guy. Nothing much, Volva. He, uh, what the fuck? He taught uh, earth and space science. I'm sure he did. And <laughs> he was a really nice guy. And like, he just taught you in a way that didn't make you feel stupid. He was so kind. He was the smartest fucking person ever. He actually works at the Premier Institute now and is like, a really big deal. Um, anyways, he, yeah, he was just so nice, like so nice, so intelligent. Um, and just made school fun. Like you came to the classroom and you just, you felt safe and it was fun. So that was my first, my teacher, teacher, my teacher was Mrs. Johnson, grade seven. And I'll tell you what, Mrs. Johnson, like a dick. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's funny. That is funny. I never thought about it. Her being a Johnson. That's so weird. I never thought about that. Maybe because I respected her. Yeah, maybe because I respected Mr. Dick. Yeah, you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Dickie. Miss Johnson. I'll tell you why Miss Johnson was my favorite teacher of all time. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. <clears throat> when you go from kindergarten all the way to high school, uh, because multiple teachers in high school, you've got about 40 teachers uh, by the time you graduate high school. I can probably name f- 10 of them. Mm. I can probably name 10 of them. Mm -hmm. And of the 40 and of the 10, there is one that sticks out. There are, there are probably four that actually stick out, but one that really sticks out. No, in a positive. Oh, Oh. they're, they're, I, the ones I can name are bad. Okay. Most of the ones I can name are bad. Okay. There were some of you not nice. Okay. Anyways, I enjoyed school. I love school. Kindergarten. (laughs) Hold on. You literally just said five minutes ago. No. Fucking hated school. No. So which one is it? I'm about to tell you. Don't interrupt my story. <laughs> I loved school. <laughs> Kindergarten, grade one, grade two, the best loved time of my life. Those grade three, I had a teacher. Her name was Miss Sharana Grotsky. We used to call her Miss Cher because we couldn't pronounce Sharana Grotsky. Okay. Miss Cher ruined school for me. Mm. She she was dealing with some stress in her life. Is this she, the narcoleptic one? She had to sleep. She had bad headaches. Like a lot of stuff was probably going on in her life, but I was in grade three. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. And I frankly didn't care. I was in grade three. She was mean. Yeah. She was mean and vindictive and she ruined school for me. And so I realized in grade three, because she called my work garbage. Which is wild. Can you imagine today? She said, she gave me a sticker and said, excellent. And then handed it to me and said, this was garbage. <sighs> Anyways. Wow. So she ruined it for me. And in grade three, I made the decision because this is often what happens at that age. I made the decision that, oh, I'm not smart. Miss mm. Miss Cher thinks I'm not smart. I'm not smart. And so I carried on just not being smart. You played that role. I played that role. 
until grade seven. And Miss Johnson was the first teacher from grade three all the way to grade seven that listened to me talk. Mm -hmm. And she said to my mom, I listen to Ryan talk. I see how he interacts with all of the students. I see how he interacts with me and how he interacts with the teachers. He's a brilliant kid. Why is he not brilliant in school? Like what is what's happening here? And so because she noticed and listened and actually paid attention, she asked the right question. And my mom said, I've been saying this this entire time because my sisters are older than me. And we're talking like, I think my sister Laura had a 98 average in high school and my sister Michelle had a 97 average. So it was like Ostafi, Ostafi, smart, 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 right? And that's kind of what happened. And she started asking the right questions. And because she asked the right questions, we brought in someone from outside and they said, hey, this is what's actually going on with this child. And from there, everything made sense. And I, you know, I have my life as a result of it because Mm -hmm. Had Miss Johnson not come into this situation, I probably would have lived the rest of my life just thinking I was a dummy. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. But I'm not a dummy. Right. But but Miss Johnson knew that mm-hmm. and she did something about it. And I'm not saying the teachers in between Miss Johnson, you know, they weren't doing their job. But you know it. You're a teacher. I, I run a business. When you meet someone in the first week, two weeks, you figure out whether or not you like them. For sure. And as a, as a teacher, you figure out, okay, this person's going to be this. This person's going to be this. This person's going to be this. And you typecast them. And then that's what they're like the rest mm-hmm. of the year. I had a high school teacher... Um, he was a great teacher. I had a 96 in his class, Mr. Heckman. He was awesome. What was I loved the class? Him. Hickman. It was, um, geography and he was amazing, but he was only filling in for this teacher named Miss Shaw and Miss Shaw, cause she was on maternity leave. I had a 96 in his class. Miss Shaw comes. And as soon as she comes, I ended up with like a 72 in that class. Mm. Same class, same subject matter, different teachers. One saw potential in me. One hated me. Mm-hmm. And instantly, I remember handing in my final exam to her and I said, I have never in my life had a teacher like you. And I hope to God I never have another one like you. You said this to her face? Yeah. How do you go from a 96 to a 72? Jesus. That's a lot. You know what? I will say this. Teachers don't realize the impact that they have on kids' Mm -hmm. lives. They do not realize it. And what I would say if you are a teacher and you're listening to this, especially if you're like pre-high school. Mm Mm-hmm. Every single kid that comes into your class, if you don't like them, you can do something about that. Mm -hmm. 
I can guarantee you there are the, there are exceptions to the rules. There are some kids who are dealing with some things that are out of your control. But for the most part, if you don't like them, you've got them for like literally nine months. I think it's hard, though, and I will play like the other side of this because I left the profession because of the um, like there's just no accountability. Teachers will try, will try, will try. And because the boards here don't place accountability on the students anymore, like there is no late marks. Literally, a student can hand in their assignment at the end of the year that you've assigned at the beginning of the year. Like, what are we teaching them? Um, But I find it it just you just unfortunately they're going to give up because you're trying so hard to get something and you're not getting support over here from the people that you need support from your board, the parents. Like, I feel like today it is like if I ever came home from school, okay, and I and my, like my parents got a phone call and was like, Brittany did X, Y, and Z. I would be like, it would be like, what did you do? Why are the teachers calling today? It's like, well, what did you do to trigger my, like, there's just no accountability and it drives me fucking crazy. And we have so many teacher friends and that I hear this from. And anytime I talk about it on the gram, all of my teacher um, in the community are like, this is why I left the profession. This is why my heart's not it anymore because there's no accountability and it's exhausting emotionally, mentally trying to do your job and you're not able to. Like, I just, I don't want to even get into this. Okay, so I'll, I'll redact my, sta- my statement and I will say this. If you, if you don't, if there's a kid in your class and you don't think they're the brightest or the sharpest tool in the shed, but they're respectful. Yeah, that's totally different. That's give totally them a chance. Different. That's totally different. Give them a chance. Because I'll tell you right now, I was never disrespectful. Actually, I do have a funny disrespectful story that I want to tell you about one of my teachers. I was never disrespectful to my teachers. Always miss, ma'am, mm-hmm. sir, because I respected them. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. respected them as adults. I didn't like them, but I respected them. And to your point, if I didn't respect them, I'd hear it from my mom. Mm-hmm. Before you go into your funny story, because I want to tell about the one teacher that I did not like. Yeah. And I feel like the teacher's names really fit them. His name was Mr. Page and he taught English, which is very funny. Um, And it was spelled like page, P-A-G-E, like a page of a book. So he just had, he just, no, it could be P-A-I-G-E. It could be. Anyways, I, uh, it wasn't, he didn't, he, (laughs) like what you said, he, Miss Sherry didn't like, he did not like me. Like, I don't know what it was. And I was a good kid. Like I did well. I was quiet. I had, I wasn't really quiet, but I had, um, good grades and I'd never had an issue and I was pretty good at English. And so he was an ass. And anytime we, like he was lecturing about a book or something, I focus by doodling. Like, that's just what I do. Like if he's talking and reading, I will doodle. And he caught me doodling a couple of times and he was like, you're not paying attention. And I was like, Mr. Page, like, this is how I pay attention. And this is before we had like, um, like learning centers or maybe just more aware of how different people learn. Like it's not all the same auditory, visual, whatever. And so I think he was pissed off because he would call on me about a question that he's talking about. And I would look up and he expected me not to know what the hell was happening. And I, I told him the answer. It was right. And he did it like three times in this class. And he got so embarrassed and so pissed off. He called my parents and we had to have a meeting and there was another teacher present. And like my parents were pissed off that they got a phone call first because like I talk, like I talked to my friends. I did like to talk, but I never, ever interrupted the class. I always got my work done and I wasn't being disrespectful. It's just how I learned. And after the meeting, my parents were like, 
all good. Like we understand like he was a dick, but I remember after parent teacher meeting, they came home and they were like, what the fuck? Like you, what, what's going on in that class? Like he does not like you. And they were so disappointed in me until they met him. And until I was able to tell my side of the story because he was just like, she's being, she's not listening. She's like talking, she's drawing. My parents were like, what the fuck? Like, who cares? Yeah. She's getting, is she getting her work done? Yes. Is she making you look like an idiot because you're trying to make her look like an idiot? And that's the worst part. You are trying to make me look like an idiot in the middle of class. You're not teaching me. And I get it. Like there's a lesson every once in a while. Jimmy in the back. What, what was that? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Exactly. Like that's Eat it, different. Jimmy. That's different. Anyways, you're right. Like those teachers have, I still remember this. Like, I don't remember anything else about that class. I just remember that moment and being like, you're a tool. I had a teacher named Mr. Sullivan in grade nine religion, and I had an 81 coming into the final exam. I was on the dean's list, whatever you want to call that. I was on the dean's list. My parents were so proud of me because coming out of grade eight, like I still was a little bit of a dummy. So the idea that I was on the dean's list, it was a big deal in my family because I actually cared in grade nine. I'm like, I'm going to change who I am. Like I'm going to, I got an opportunity, a fresh slate. Nobody knows who I am. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to be a good student. And I had an 81 coming into his class and I crushed the final exam, crushed it. I saw my marks and I came to the, the, the board, you know, at the end of the year and you got to see what your final marks were. And I had a 78. I'm like, how did I have an 81 coming in, crush the exam, ace the exam, 86. no 81, oh. I had an 81 coming in, crush the exam. And the exams weighted at like 15%. So you would think my mark would go up and my mark went down. So I went to Mr. Sullivan and I said to him, Mr. Sullivan, like, how did my, how did my mark go down? I aced the final exam and I had an 81 coming in. Yeah. And he said to me, because you're not an 80 student. What? And I said, what? He's like, you're not an 80 student. So I didn't give you an 80. That's fucked. And you know what? He was right. After that, <laughs> never an 80 student. But that's wild though, because then it puts something in your brain yeah, to be like, no, exactly what I'm going to literally peg myself down a level because this stranger told me that I don't get to be up here. I don't get to strive for it that. It was an opportunity oh. for, it was an opportunity for me to say, fuck you. I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. Maybe and that's I what he was going for. And I didn't do that. Instead, I said, I said, wow. Okay. Here I am a semester into this and, and I'm back to who I was in grade eight. That's I guess so sad. I'll be the funny jock. And that's, I, that's who I was. I want to, I hope Mr. Sullivan's listening. <laughs> my mom lost her shit. I'm sure. My mom lost her marbles when I told her that. Mm -hmm. So here's the mean, this is the meanest thing I ever did to school. And I, I while, I, while I'm doing say. this story, I want you to think of the meanest thing you ever did. This, I, to this day, I didn't it, do anything to this day, it hurts my heart that this happened to me. That happened to somebody else, actually. So I was in class. I was sitting in the back with Steph Begiawa and we were having a conversation and we had a supply teacher come in and I can't remember for the life of me what her name was. And this supply teacher, I hope she's still here. Uh, God love her. She was double cross-eyed. Double cross-eyed? Both eyes were not in the right. So cross-eyed. Yeah, but like you can be singular or you could be double. They're no, totally different. Cross-eyed or a lazy eye. She did not have a lazy eye. So she, she was cross-eyed. She was cross-eyed. Okay. Yeah, so she was cross-eyed. And like, Jeez, not her fault, not her, dying. not her fault. And I, and be, to be honest with you, I wasn't making fun of her. Okay. She, no, listen, this, I, this is important to know. This is why it hurts my heart because I know how she felt and I feel terrible that she would have felt this way. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to Steph and she says, stop talking. So I look up and she's not looking at me. So, so I'm like, okay, she's not talking to me. Right. So I keep talking to Steph. <laughs> And she said, I said, stop talking. And I look up and again, she's not looking at me. 
So I'm like, okay, she's talking to somebody else. And so I keep talking to Steph. And she said, for the last time, I told you to stop talking. And I look up and she's like, got her finger pointing at me. Now her finger is pointing at me. Her eyes are not, but her finger's pointing at me. And so I'm confused. And I said to her, I'm like, miss, are you talking to me? And she's like, yes, I'm talking to you. But she wasn't looking at me. And it wasn't until that millisecond that I realized, oh my God, I have never looked at her eyes. She's cross-eyed. And then I felt like, so bad. I felt like a bag of shit. Yeah. And then how am I supposed to, how a bell rings? Hey, miss, um, just so you know, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize you're cross-eyed. No, I'm not going to say that to that woman. I just ate crow. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. And that's what I mean. It If you're her and you got some arrogant little prick that says to you, are you talking to me? I know, but it's not like you were like, I couldn't tell because your fucking eyes. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like you were being an ass. You genuinely didn't know that she was talking to you. So it's it's not, it's not intentionally. It's true, but you know, her whole life, people have been dicks to her about that. And I was not trying to be a dick and I ended up being a dick, but I, unbeknownst to me, she was cross-eyed. Had I known she was cross-eyed, I would have just assumed she was talking to me. You weren't a dick. You were a dick on the football field. Yeah, of course I was. You had to. It's survival. Yeah, you were You were not nice there. Jake and I just talked about that this morning. I had a, a football coach, and he changed my life. His name was Jay Sharon. And uh, we played football. The season was over. And he pretty much said to me, I'll sum it up, but he pretty much said to me, Ryan, you're an incredible athlete. You're a great football player. Um, but I would never fucking play for you. <laughs> and I said... How old what were you, you? What do you mean? Uh, 12, high school? Oh, 12? you weren't even in high school yet. No, 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 no. I got angry in football mm-hmm. later on in my life, but I was not a dick. And he said to me, he's like, you've been blessed with talent and leadership, but you're not a leader. I would never play for you. You are an asshole. <laughs> and I was like, oh, now this guy, Jay Sharon played in the CFL. He was, a, he was a huge human being. And to me, he was like, oh my God, this is coming from like, a professional idol, football yeah. player. Like, oh my God. Two years later, flash, flash forward. I was, what was it about? Like, like he said, you were an asshole on the field in life. Like what? I was what an was, asshole on the field. I was an absolute dick to my teammates. Like, what did you do? I just cussed people out. If they did, if they made the like, wrong play, I'd call them out for it. In, on your team, not on my even team. the opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's no, no. Rough. I got sportsman player of the year, believe it or not. Because of this guy. <laughs> no. No, before that, because I was always, I was always nice to the other team. I was a dick to my own team, right? If they fucked up, I called them out on it. I demanded greatness out of them in such the worst way possible. Yeah. And so two years later, I'm still a quarterback. He coaches the team again. And at the end of the year, he comes up to me and says, Hey, Ryan, I don't know if you remember, but but two years ago, I had a conversation with you at the end of the year. And I looked at him. I'm like, yeah, you called me an asshole. He's like, yeah, you remember that? I'm like, of course I remember that. That conversation changed my life. He's like, I just want you to know it would be an honor to play on your team now. Oh. Yeah. It's coolest. One of the coolest moments in my life. I feel like you probably would have got a little spicy. I was too busy doing pushups. Yeah. I didn't cry. But I remember that. That was like, you're talking 20 years ago, uh, 20 plus years ago. I remember that to this day. He changed how I, how I act as an, as a leader. I became a team member mm. as opposed to the person who controls the team. Right. I was never honestly like I'm trying I'm trying to think back in my school days and I was never like I honestly was never mean. I think the meanest thing I've ever said was in grade 8 this new girl came to our school and she had a reputation about her. She came from another school and she was um like scary. Like I remember everyone being like don't fuck with her like she smoked, she did drugs, like she was 
a lot in when 13 years old, like I was scared of her. Um, and we were in the portable and there's a girl in our class who was so annoying. She was always that, like you're, you got to go early unless anyone has any questions. And it was always her being like, well, and everyone was just like, for fuck's sakes, Kelly, like stop asking goddamn questions, save them. She didn't make it easy to like her. Okay. And like looking back now, like she was probably, she's very intelligent. Maybe just didn't have a lot of social cues, but as a 13 year old girl, I was like, can we, like, I just want to go outside. Like, this is so annoying. And so I remember when this other girl, her name, um, was escaping me, but she came into, let's just call her Erica. She came into the portable and they were like, this is her. And everybody already knew about like her scary reputation because she was friends with the badass girl in our school. And so we were like, Oh my God, stay away from them. And she came into the class and, um, Miss Bennett, my teacher was like, take a seat. And I remember Erica came over and she was about to sit beside Kelly and I mouthed to her, don't want to sit there. Right. Trying to be like, I'm going to give her the lowdown. Okay. And then she looked at me and gave me like the rudest look ever. And I was like, okay, whatever. So she sat down and then she was super mean to me for a couple of recesses. And then eventually like had uh, like came up to me and was like, she said something along the lines, like, I didn't like that you came in and you told me where you think that I should sit. Like, you don't even know this girl. You don't know me. I thought that was really fucking rude. She had like a lot of, um, like looking back, I respect her for that. Cause she was like, that's so rude. You don't know her. Uh, like, you don't know me. And like, you're, you're painting a picture of this girl. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, I guess so. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. Anyways. Um, Erica ended up making fun of this Kelly girl throughout the rest of the year. So I was like, well, <laughs> I tried to warn you. Um, but that was probably the meanest thing I ever did. But other than that, like I was not mean, I was bullied a bunch of times, but I wasn't mean like ever. You know what you probably did? And this is, this is typical of kids. When you were intimidated by her, you wanted her to know that you were at the same level of cool as her. A hundred percent. Don't sit beside her. She's a loser. Right. Which made me a loser. Which made you a loser. A hundred percent made me a loser. Sorry. No, it was true. Like I like looking back now, and if I ever found out that like Riley was like that, I'd be like, "You're." I wouldn't be like, "You're a loser." I broke up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking loser. I broke up with a girl. I love. I loved her. I thought she was a hu- an unbelievable human being. I in high school, I walked by the woman's washroom and I heard her cussing out this other woman, this other girl, and the way she talked to this other girl. I she came out of the bathroom and I just remember looking at her, being like. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. She's like, what? I'm like, who were you just talking to? Oh, this loser, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, we're We're done. done. Yeah. She's like, what? I'm like, I never, ever want to associate myself with someone who talks to someone like that. Mm -hmm. Ever. Mm -hmm. We're done. Yeah. We ended up dating a couple years later because she got a little bit better. But I was like, that doesn't, it doesn't work for me. That's why when we talk about it, I'm like, no, that wouldn't have worked. In my space, I wouldn't have dealt with it. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't have dealt with it. Yeah, I don't like people like that. Then that's fair, but you just wouldn't have hung out with them. Like that's the difference. And what that's what I always say. Like you might have had different friend, like a different friend group. That shit still would have happened. I'll, you can't be everywhere at all at once. I understand. And we're referring to like Ryan. I'll like, tell you why I think it would have been because I played football with these guys. Yes, these were my best not, buddies. So why not, would I not have hung out? You're with not them? understanding. It wasn't all of the football guys. There was like three of them. The rest of them didn't play football. Okay, well, maybe those three of them would have not been sitting there because Either way, we wouldn't have been sitting there. That shit would still happen because you wouldn't be hanging out with those guys. Like, it's maybe, maybe either so. way. Maybe so. Oh, man, school. School. Welcome back. Yeah. Parents, congratulations. You made it through the summer. For those of you who work from home, wow, congratulations. Yeah, That's, seriously. That was tough. Welcome back to your sanity. Welcome back. 
Anyways, we're done, right? Peace. We're done. Be with you. Peace out, A Town. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.